0: Hello, everybody. This is your favorite Spider-Man 1980s comic book podcast. This is Here Comes the Spider-Cast number 25. This is your co-host, Mike L., and as always, I'm joined by...
1: Joshua Mervell. And today, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man comics from June of 1982. Uh, We're going to start off with The Amazing Spider-Man number 229, then move on to Marvel Team-Up 118, and finish things off with Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 67.
0: That's right. And uh, this first issue here, Amazing Spider-Man, it's somewhat of a classic issue. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you've, yeah, I've heard, like, I mean, a but have you heard about this before you read the issue? To, like, I, I have, think? yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I actually first came across this in sort of like a prestige format reprint that reprinted this two-parter, 229 and 230. Right. Yeah, so obviously it was considered a classic issue, you know, in the '80s or whatever. But, and I, I can see why. I think this issue was a lot of fun. What do you think?
1: Oh, it was great. I, I loved yeah. it. And I, I, re- I think I remember reading this as a kid, sure. and I, this kind of like, I think is the reason why. I think earlier we talked about Madame Web when we first uh, were introduced to her in Amazing, sure. uh, like a couple like weeks back when we, when um, she when we were reading her first appearance. Um, right. And you said you weren't too familiar with her, but you heard that she wasn't a fan favorite, not liked a whole lot. Right. But I was like, I was a little shocked by that because I was like, oh, I remember like really enjoying her, like her stories when, when I sure. read them. And I think this might be the reason why.
0: Sure. And, you know, I, I there's something, it's a weird, definitely like whoever would think to create a supervillain that's an old woman... That's like basically immobile and like is blind, but right. It's, you're right. There's something about it that's appealing. Like I had right. no, yeah, there's something cool about her. And, right? and she's
1: like also not
0: quite a supervillain
1: right, and right. Not, she's not really a hero right. either. She's kind of like this neutral party that kind of like tries not to interfere too much, but then jumps in when things, uh, when she sees things are going to kind of pop off and be a little crazy.
0: Right. And I like how she's basically, you know, like a um almost like a you know, like a like like mythologically she serves the purpose of like a witch or like an sure. oracle or something. But her powers are based on technology, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely agree that Madam Webb is a cool character. So anyway, getting back to to uh this specific issue, we've got a cool cover here by um I'm assuming it's by yeah, it's by John Romita Jr. and Al Milgram, and we've got the Juggernaut looming over uh, Spidey, and he's holding up um, Madden Webb. and it's a pretty cool cover. What do mm-hmm. you
1: think? Yeah, it's it's a really cool cover. Um, I love the silhouette of Juggernaut like looming behind them. It's uh, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The the form of all the 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 figures too are really great, and I think the mm-hmm. proportions are spot on, and um, I think that it's probably the most interesting part of the story or the, the part that like really grabbed me was this beginning, uh, dream. So to put that sure. on the cover, I think was a really smart idea to kind of like right. really focus in on the climax of the story. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also, I gotta say that it's—I mean—the cover is excellent, but the interior art is slightly better. Yeah, and I'm gonna assume it's because it's inked by Jim Mooney. Like, just look at the first page; those it,
1: inks—it's so good. I, I absolutely love this dream, this like a uh, vision that uh, right. Madam Web has. It's so fantastic, like the the imagery and like the 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 slight adjustments to the characters to kind of make them mm-hmm. like. Bizarro dream versions Of right. the characters is really cool too um,
0: Right because so she has almost no mouth She doesn't have a right? mouth
1: uh, Spider-Man has like toes
0: Ah I didn't notice that Yeah okay. and, and then
1: the Juggernaut has these like Big ho- devil horns right, And is right. referred to as a devil Right, And uh, I, I I Freaking love it I mean even Spider-Man's costume the spider Like pops off of the costume Right, right. So it, he, it kind of feels like the spider is more a part of him rather than like him just having the abilities of a spider. And it, it right. I don't know, it's, it just adds a little bit to kind of make it feel more like a dream. Because everything mm-hmm. in dreams, it's, it feels almost real, but there's always these like pieces that are out of place to make they you... don't quite fit. Right. right. So I think that those like subtle adjustments were really cool. Um, Mm. going back to what you were saying with her mouth, not being there. I think it's really cool because, um, she doesn't need a mouth because all of these are her inner thoughts, right? This is being shown from her perspective. Um, Mm. so everything that's happening, she doesn't, she's not actually saying anything out loud until she finally wakes up. And she shouts, please. And that's when her mouth appears. And she not only says that in her dream, but that says that in real life, which is what wakes her up.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: It's really, really cool.
0: Yeah, because it is possible to wake yourself up with your own voice. Right. right? That's kind of a strange phenomenon, but yeah.
1: And then, uh, so if you look on uh, digital page four, original three, um, the first two panels, they're almost the exact same image of Madame Webb screaming but the first one doesn't have a mouth and then the second one does have a mouth and it right. kind of pops from the dream to real life and her waking up and I just think that's such a cool subtle way to kind of uh add to the fact that they're trying to make this look and feel like a dream
0: and right yeah right. I, I love it yeah me too I'm a big fan of this mm-hmm. And then, um, so then, yeah. So then, we uh, we touch base with our hero, Spider Man, who's in his Peter Parker identity, and he's got a really cool shot of him chilling uh, by this little light. He's uh, studying, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got uh, just a little cool shot. I love the little reading light there, and the, ring, and the phone in the foreground. It's a really moody shot. It's unusual for John Romita. He doesn't really do stuff like this, right. school, But it's really cool, eh? Yeah. yeah.
1: I I even love like the the awkward pose that he's sitting in in the chair. Because right. I do stuff right. like that all the time where if I'm like getting comfy, like reading a book or a comic or even mm-hmm. like watching TV, I'll sometimes just like without even thinking about it, like transition into these like really weird poses and sure. it's weirdly comfortable. So I saw totally. that and uh, I thought that was really cool. Yes, nice little absolutely. touch.
0: Yeah, so basically, Madam Webb uh, calls up uh, Peter Parker and tries to warn him about this dream that she's had. Um, she's like, listen carefully, someone will threaten my life within the next 24 hours. I don't know who or when, but I do know that you are the only one who can possibly protect me. Will you? Yes. Well, yeah, sure, but how? Not like the Denny O'Neill uh, Spider-Man. It's like, uh, what, your, your, your dad's a, a, ca- a boat, a sea captain? Sorry, I don't work on the sea. See you later.
1: Bye. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, so that was that was pretty great. And then after that, we, uh, we catch up with Black Tom Cassidy. And he's on yes. his yacht, and the juggernaut kind of bursts in and uh, is getting restless because he's on this boat and he doesn't have anything to do and uh he gives juggernaut the mission of going to capture madam web so he leaves i love this like moment where he he really lives up to the name the unstoppable juggernaut and Mm -hmm. like he he'll just walk through walls or doors or whatever he doesn't open anything or go around things he just you know, beelines wherever he needs to go. He bursts off the the boat and breaks the railing, jumps mm-hmm. straight into the water, sinks all the way to the bottom, and then walks to shore. It's, it's just fantastic,
0: freaking cool! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love um, it. Now, here's the thing: for the people that don't know, the Juggernaut is a is a kind of a weird character because even though he's an X Men character, he's technically not, not a mutant. mutant,
1: right? Yeah, because right. it comes yeah. from like a gem or something like that. Like a yeah, necklace?
0: some kind of an enchantment right and plus yeah. he also has this helmet now i'm not sure if the helmet is sealed and he's able to breathe underwater i have no idea but i'll just i'll I'm, i'll go along for the ride sure. and I, like you said it's very cool that he, he's just walking along the, the, yeah. of the river here so um and then and also we have to remember that at this point um you know not everybody knew who the juggernaut was readers or other marvel universe characters right mm-hmm. so it's not like now where it seems like over these the years everyone's met everybody so many times it's no longer special right Mm -hmm. so it was different back then but anyway so we touch base with uh peter parker in the daily bugle and um and he uh you know he runs into betty brant who uh, who has recently married um ned Leeds, and both of these characters have been around i believe since the 60s Mm -hmm. so it's kind of cool just because there's sort of you know, bringing back some classic characters that haven't been around for a while. Just like recently they brought back Harry Osborn, right? And Liz Allen. So that was kind of cool. But anyway, so yeah, so they touch base, chatted up. Sorry, were you going to say something?
1: I was actually just going to say before we move on, uh, I do want to point out there's a couple of panels on these pages that I absolutely love. Sure. Um, So when we uh, jump to uh, Peter Parker back in New York, we like the first panel is this, Huge, like really long thin yeah. panel. Um, yeah. It's like, it goes from like literally the top of the page to the bottom and it's super thin. Like it takes up right. maybe an eighth of the width of the page. Like it's really, yep. really, really thin. And like, to me, it felt like an establishing shot of like a camera pan down right like, okay like you're going from one scene to another and then like the, the scene starts starting up at the sky and then kind of panning down to the building and then to the street sure. view to like the door of everybody going into the building and then it cuts to like the busy chaotic daily bugle
0: And I love the way that, like, what a great way to lay out the page. You put the building on the left side so it establishes where they are. And then all these panels are action that's going on inside the building. Yeah, it's great. So cool. Yep. And
1: then uh, later on, we get the same thing when this scene ends after Spider-Man gets a call from Madam Webb. At the daily bugle mm. uh he leaves to go uh, catch up with juggernaut who's uh she has a vision that he's going to be coming out of the water and the same thing mm. um there's like this one panel right in the middle of the page on digital 10 original 9. Uh, yep. and it's like a long like a really long panel this time and thin uh sure. and it's like just the the docks
0: well and also right above that is a three-panel sequence that's like shows the daily bugle sign then a shot of Peter changing into Spider-Man, then an extreme close-up of looking through the sign and seeing him swing away. Right. And you,
1: so, and you can see the, the web on the back of the Daily Bugle sign where he keeps right. all of his like, stuff, where his right. costumes and everything. Yep. It's so, so cool. So good. The the layout yep. of this uh, those three panels are fantastic.
0: You're right. Yep. Mm. And then we get a great shot. So now the juggernaut is coming. So the juggernaut comes out of the river. <laughs> And he's walking through whatever park this is or whatever, uh, knocking over trees. Again, this is what's, uh, you know, I love when writers, they they take a character that's been around for a while and they sort of like, they go, okay, I'm going to take this guy and just push him to the extreme. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to see what I can do with these powers. So he's knocking over cars. He's knocking over trucks. And Spider-Man. He he like
1: busts a tree walking through the park. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, he knocks over a tree, uh, then, and, then, and then he's walking down like a street now, like a financial district here, and Spider-Man comes up behind, and we see, well, this is cool now, there's a couple times he does, uh, John Romita does this, but he's drawing like multiple Spider-Mans in the panel mm-hmm. as he's swinging down to hit him, and then he just bounces off. Now, this is what's interesting, is I've read a ton of, not a ton, but a, quite a few juggernaut stories, and I've never been quite sure how his power works, so I think it's cool that they show that it, it's the the narration says inches before striking the lumbering figure, Spider-Man's amazing webbing is halted by a glowing aura of pure force.
1: Right. So that that also kind of makes sense earlier, where uh, where he he was able to like jump and walk through the water. I think right. it's just the fact that like this gem or this power that's uh, giving him this energy or superpower is. Not necessarily like making him really strong, and that's what gives him the ability to crush through things. It's that literally things bounce off of him, right. So nothing can touch him. so the right. when he jumps into the water it's it's not that he has like the ability to breathe underwater. It's just the fact that nothing can stop him, not even drowning right, right. right. So it's kind of it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, but it works. like yep. it's it's kind of a cool, interesting idea.
0: Very cool. And before we get too far, uh, far, did we explain... Okay, so yeah, we went over why Black Tom Cassidy is sending Juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, He's uh, like... Yeah, uh, he
1: wants to uh, capture Madam Web to kind of uh, use her uh, precog abilities right. to kind of figure out what's going on in the city and... Um,
0: right. She, he says, the few, with her power added to our own, no one could defeat us. Right. And then Juggernaut says, all right, you're running the show. If you say she's important then i'll go get her and that's it Mm -hmm. he's on his way and that's that's the story you know yeah so so anyway so then spider-man has now got to try and figure out different ways to stop juggernaut so he figures okay well i can't touch him but what if i create a web to block his path Mm -hmm. and then juggernaut walks through the web and it's cool because as spidey readers know spider-man's web is unbreakable Mm -hmm. for an hour right and so he's Pushing through the web, but the web is attached to a building, and so the webbing starts to actually pull apart this building. It's freaking amazing. Yeah,
1: it's really cool.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, and so now, of course, there's all this debris everywhere. So then Spider Man jumps down and he's ripping up the road. Uh, <laughs> right, there's like um, a pothole
1: or something, right? So he goes and starts ripping it up to make this giant hole in the ground so he'll fall through, which would right. stop him, which is a pretty cool idea, like how do you stop somebody? Well, he's going to keep walking. You might as well make something where he'll drop down. Right. But even that doesn't stop him. He, like, punches and walks his way back up and I guess kind of, like, makes his own steps as he's walking and, like, breaking yeah. the, the, the wall and ground around him. Right. So he just bursts right out and continues walking. And, and what I love, too, is that the Juggernaut is not there to kill or fight Spider-Man. He's there for Madame right. Webb, so he doesn't really care that Spider-Man's doing any of this. He's just continuing exactly. on. He webs him up. He breaks through it and keeps walking. He exactly. falls down a hole and climbs his way out and continues walking. He doesn't really do anything to Spider-Man. I think that's so fun. A really uh, uh, great kind of mix-up. Because normally, like, if a, if a goon or a bad guy is out doing something... And Spider-Man shows up. That's what the fight now turns into, right? That's their goal is to kill mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Everything else is kind of lost. Where this, it's like he doesn't care what's going on. He He's on a mission. That's what he's doing. He's unstoppable.
0: Right, right. Uh, and so now this is where it gets... cool. Well, it's already been cool, but this is where it gets even cooler. Is on the next page. Okay, so this is Digital 15, Original mm-hmm. 14. Do you remember that Bugs Bunny cartoon... Where he's in a wrestling match with that giant wrestler yeah okay that's exactly what this reminds me of. yeah the way that in this there's there's one two three four five six seven spider-mans uh jumping all over juggernaut trying to figure a way to stop him but juggernaut just keeps going and it totally reminds me of that bugs bunny cartoon because spider-man is completely ineffectual Mm -hmm. right or ineffective it's just great i love it yeah it's it is he's like awesome Right. And he's like trying to, uh, he's like trying to, you know, twist his arm around, but like, no, and then nothing. Oh yeah. So now we, this is another great sequence. He's latched onto juggernaut's arm <laughs> and juggernaut can't shake him off. So what does he do? He smashes through a building and then smashes out. And there's actually a great four panel sequence where he goes through and then there's just a corner. Like, it's like, he's basically, like John Romita has basically taken the building and and, and split up a wide shot into four panels. Yeah, it's great. And, and you'll notice that the second panel is actually, and sorry, the second and the third panel are not uh, like stationary. He, he's made the panel look like Rumble. it's shaking. You notice that? Yeah, so cool. It's great. So he smashes through and then comes out the other wall with no Spider-Man on him, and then he's like blasted nuisance. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Yep. And then, and then we cut to inside and like we see. Uh, you know, all everything's all knocked over like uh filing cabinets and books and people are all over the place and right. Madam Webb touches base and tries to uh, uh he, oh he gives him another clue. I have perceived a word in connection with our foe. Does does Sidorak mean anything to you? Right. Sidorak, yeah, maybe. So then so then he's like, Well, why doesn't it what, maybe we should call the, the Avengers or the Fantastic Four and see if they can help? But then of course Madam Webb's like uh you know, she tries to contact them, but discovers ne- neither can be reached. And of course, Marvel back then was so continuity conscious. They actually uh, have at the bottom CFF two forty one and Avengers two nineteen to see why, right? It's <laughs> right. just so cool. I, so then, anyways, so I then, sorry, I ahead. will
1: say though, I think that this little like side, um, like <laughs> this little like tangent that they go on with going to the. Uh, Dr. Strange? Uh, yeah, to go see Dr. Strange in this um, Wong thing. It's right. a little weird and feels out of place again.
0: Well, it's kind of one of those things where ideally you wouldn't have any of this. You wouldn't have references to Dr. Strange or the Avengers or FF. But because in the Marvel Universe all the superheroes live in New York City, right? Right it's kind of like you really have to suspend your disbelief to think that Spider-Man wouldn't ask for help yeah. but I guess, I know what you mean, like it does kind of take away from the main yeah. plot. Yeah,
1: I'm hoping maybe it will come into play later because the Crimson Bands of Sidorak are these like, it's like this red rope like the the silk rope that use that's used to constrain uh, constrain people that Doctor Strange has it's like this ancient item and it's said to be like unbreakable and you can't get out of it uh-huh so I, i'm i'm hoping maybe that'll actually come into play into the second part yeah or like maybe, it, maybe it's something that they're building up to because this isn't the first uh wong uh, uh cameo that's that's been an amazing right
0: right you're right since yes.
1: since um uh roger stern has um started Taking writing right
0: yeah Yeah, he's definitely been in before. I don't remember exactly where. I'm not sure if it was in in a Roger Stern issue or not. I don't remember, to be honest. Right. But anyway, so yeah, so back to this. So then Spidey continues to follow Juggernaut. Now we've got like the police and like a SWAT team creating barricades. But Juggernaut is just smashing through everything. So anyway, so he's approaching the barricade. They shoot him. The bullets are completely ineffective. (laughs) He knocks them all over. And now he's actually in the building smashes through the door he sees that spider-man has uh covered up the staircase with webbing he rips it all down walks up and spider-man's in the room with uh madame webb and now he's got a really clever idea he's hooked up um what is it's like an electrical panel right yeah like like an actual transformer um so he's hooking it up to this web so that when juggernaut comes through he's going to electrocute him which he does and of course it's um it's completely ineffective right um, so then Juggernaut smashes through and then Madden Webb's freaking out because basically her dream has come true, right? Mm-hmm. And so then uh, Juggernaut grabs her and then uh, Spider-Man's like, you big dumb jerk. She's going into convulsions. That chair you yanked her out of was a life support system. If you move her, she dies. Juggernaut dies. Then I came all this way for nothing. Throws her down. She's of no use to me this way. That's it. And Just then walks out. leaves.
1: It's so, right. yeah, it's so great.
0: Yep. Uh, His mission is is done. I love it. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The the only thing that can stop him is himself, like him deciding that, okay, this isn't worth and I'm leaving. Like it's, it's, it's great. It really builds him up as this, um, well, again, unstoppable (laughs) juggernaut, right? Like he really does live up to that name. Yeah. That's fun.
0: So then, yeah. So then Spidey starts giving her mouth to mouth and the cops arrive. Put her in the ambulance. We're not sure what's going to happen to her now. So, Spider Man is, um, he kind of gathers up his thoughts and he's like, Well, I'm not going to let Juggernaut get away with this. I'm going to find a way to stop that unstoppable unstoppable human tank or die trying. Right. To be continued. So, yes.
1: Yeah. This is a was, really good issue. Yeah. This is a great issue. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, uh, it's, um, the art is, is great. It's, it's nice to mm-hmm. see uh, John Ramita Jr. back uh Absolutely, with amazing yep. and uh again roger stern is such a uh, uh, breath of fresh air with the, right. <laughs> with he's, these he's fighting natural, comp- yeah. yeah it's really great so i'm having mm-hmm. a lot of fun with this and i can't wait for a next issue
0: exactly yeah. he's on a roll he's on a roll for sure yeah
1: so definitely recommend that one
0: right and so speaking of being on a roll who's not on a roll is jm dimitius <laughs> right so once again we have to trudge through this month's or this week's issue of Marvel Team Up featuring Spider-Man and Professor X. Right. And once again, I'll leave the duties to summarizing this issue to you, Josh.
1: <laughs> do your hey, best. You know how I how much I love summarizing Marvel team up. <laughs>
0: yes, I do. You know what though?
1: <laughs> I, I will say, this one I thought wasn't as bad.
0: No, I agree. I, it wasn't as bad. Yeah. You're right. It it was still, I think, a
1: little bit dry and like not the most interesting comic, but it it didn't feel like a Marvel team-up.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's like, true.
1: I, I felt like Spider-Man did have some, you know, uh, at least at the beginning, he had, like, some reason for being there. So uh, right. we catch up with uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine after they went through that weird castle that kept popping up. Uh, they don't really resolve what happened there. We we ended last issue with them at the the building fighting a bunch of goons, right? And then I right. think that they they were following somebody. I can't remember exactly, but this one starts up <laughs> off with a fight, and I'm thinking, okay, so this is a continuation from last issue, and then there's a line saying, Oh, we're in the danger room, and things kind of just turn off and Professor X shows up. Uh he starts uh introducing Spider-Man to the the X-Men and he's kind of there having lunch with them and uh, we're introduced to one of the newer members who's Sprite and she's kind of, uh, you know, uh, a fan of Spider-Man and there's some pretty cute moments there. Uh, Yeah.
0: And the thing is, it's always cool because I've read every Chris Claremont X-Men several times. So it's nice to see other creators tackle the X-Men from this time period because this is like the classic X-Men time period, right? Right. So it's really cool. Anyway. Um so,
1: after this, uh, uh, Professor X has to uh, leave and he's been like called to go on some sort of mission or he needs help somewhere. He, uh, he, yeah, he, his help is needed somewhere. So, Spider-Man decides to uh, tag him and jumps on the car and follows uh, Professor X to uh, his mission. Right. Uh, Professor X does realize but doesn't really say anything uh, about it. He kind of just let Spider-Man come along for the ride, and uh, we see that the person that uh, uh, has called Professor X is actually Professor Power from last issue, right? Uh, and uh, he wants uh, Professor X to help him. Uh, I guess re- revive his son, who has been uh, who has some some psychological uh, damage and some uh, like memory damage and like he's kind of in this state of um
0: he's uh he's he lies there unmoving unthinking a ravaged mind and a perfect body thanks to the united states government right so yeah he's basically a vegetable yeah right
1: so he's hoping that professor x can somehow help him and like go into his mind and wake him back up Uh, Mm -hmm. professor x unfortunately gives him some bad news that it seems like his mind is split into two and it's going to Mm -hmm. take some time to mend that but it's up to his son to kind of like have it like pull his brain back together in the end and and wake up but it's going to take some time and some practice and patience and um (laughs) he um Professor Power is uh, not really interested in that. He's he wants action instead of uh, you know. <laughs> he he doesn't want to wait. He wants it to happen mm. now. So he has a backup plan, and he has uh, Mentalo, right? I believe his name is. Or we we've yeah. run across him before. Correct?
0: I don't know if we have. Have we? Maybe I'm,
1: he because he seems familiar.
0: Maybe yeah, we might have. I think we might have talked about how to pronounce his name. Yeah, yeah but I think it's Mentalo. Yeah. Uh,
1: so he's also a, a mutant or a superhero that has these uh, telekinetic I think, powers.
0: I think he's a villain,
1: but it doesn't oh, sorry, it. yeah, super yeah. villain. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he kind of forces the two of them to go into his son's mind, and mm. uh, they're having this co- really cool, uh, like, fight. In each other's minds mm-hmm. and by the end of it uh, when they both come out uh, unfortunately his uh, Professor Power's son was kind of trapped in between that fight and mm-hmm. uh, Professor X doesn't think that he's going to be able to come back now right hence uh, yes yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man's kind of fighting his goons and making his way over to Professor X while all this is happening so mm-hmm. uh, Uh, The police finally show up and uh, Professor X uh, kind of uses his uh, telekinetic powers to make the police think that they're just playing a game of poker or they're just sitting around a table talking. But in reality, um, uh, power is crying over his son's body and Mentala is lying on the floor kind of unconscious. So...
0: I think you meant his telepathic powers, right? Because telekinetic would be... Oh, sorry. You're right. Mind. Telepathic. Let's yes. Be clear. Yes. <laughs> <Anyway>. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No problem. So, yeah. And you know what's funny is there's all this text and all this description. <sighs> yeah. And you summarize the story in like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Hmm,
1: I don't know. There, I don't know what to say. There are a lot... <laughs> Happens on the panels, but not a lot in the story.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, right. does
1: that make sense? Like, like it feels like there's so much going on for such a like a little story that they're telling. Right. Um. There, there is some fun stuff at the beginning. I think like uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man's banter is kind of fun when they're going through the Danger Room and.
0: Yeah, that's my. Yeah, this is my favorite stuff. Is all the beginning with the X Men, right? And yeah,
1: and I, I will say I think some of the. Uh, like something else, I really liked. It was only a couple of panels, really, but when they're having that fight in the mind, I love that they're kind of like on this like almost alien planet. With I guess maybe not a planet, but like it's it's this. It doesn't really look like Earth. They're on this giant sure, sure. purple rock, and right, right. Professor X turns into a this giant beast and knocks Metallo right. off, and he mentalla turns into a, a giant like pterodactyl feathered mm-hmm. bird and flies back up off the mountain and they're kind of fighting each other and I think that's so cool. Like if they're gonna have this uh this fight in in each other's minds where mm-hmm. you can kind of become and imagine anything, I think that's so cool and so clever that they can just like put whatever they want in there. Yes. And and like make them Make each other like seem bigger or smaller or turn into a beast sure. or I think um I, I think I enjoyed this so much is because that's something this is a weird kind of tangent, but uh, this is kind of something I missed in the movie inception. okay because I thought that, yeah
0: no there's no dream logic in right
1: movie. right everything yeah. just seems like a con- everybody's just having a conversation. There's never really anything like weird going on. Yeah, like, like that they,
0: was a huge flaw. You're right. Yeah, I
1: think like the train shows up out of nowhere and then uh when the when the bus is or the the van is driving off of the bridge, they're floating, mm-hmm. which makes Joseph Gordon Levitt float in the hallway, which is kind of cool, yeah. but it it seems very like logical. Like this is happening, right. so this is happening. Right, Where right, if they're right. playing with dreams, it would be so cool if they could kind of just go wild with it and, and make it seem like absolutely crazy
0: yeah it would have been so much more yeah fun. for sure yeah, you're right so you're right. so
1: having this like almost like they're playing in each other's mind so it's it's almost like a dream like they can become whatever they want so having professor x turn into this like this big lion beast is so cool
0: right, right i mean I, I
1: mean even having professor x like being able to walk around and jump like he's sure. not uh he's not uh, handicapped by his wheelchair and his disability in his mind and in his you know how he you know shows himself to other people uh, in this kind of like dream world it's really cool
0: right I agree I agree
1: so yeah there's definitely some fun stuff there
0: right so better than last month yeah but I don't really recommend it other than the scenes with the X-Men I don't really recommend the issue
1: yeah this this was one of the stronger Marvel team ups but again Mm -hmm. I don't think that's (laughs) saying a whole lot
0: no, no, it's not, unfortunately. Yeah. Again, like I've never heard, I don't think I've heard a single person ever refer to these issues. I don't think they've been reprinted as far as I know. Like clearly no one is itching to read these comics, right? Right, right. Right. So that brings us to Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man number 67. Right. And uh, uh,
1: this is another, I think, pretty good issue.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I love this cover. Uh, we've got a shot of Spidey, um, half Spider-Man, half Peter Parker, and then each of the of his spider legs are creating a different scene from the book. We see him fighting Boomerang. We see the Kingpin, Aunt May, a building blowing up, uh, a couple cop or those gangsters those are really are shooting getting at him. Right, right. And then, of course, Deborah Whitman crying because of Spider Man comic be without that. And right. Spider Man dodging some boomerangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh,
1: it, and, like, I, I love that it says adventure, mystery, romance. Face it, friend. Yeah. This, this issue has it all. It's so, yeah, yeah it really kind of catches you and, like, oh, I got to know what happens in this.
0: Right. So, right. yeah,
1: this was fun. Th- this and, beginning was a really cool intro. Oh, uh, pretty, I love it. Like, dark and. Uh, It kind of takes this, like, ridiculous concept for a supervillain and gives him a little bit of depth and and grit and kind of intimidating uh, side to him. Because when you think (laughs) Boomerang, like, it's not very, like, scary. No. Like, it's a very goofy idea for concept. But, yeah, I think they did. They, They pulled his character off really well in this.
0: Yeah, I just love this opening page of him, this guy, um, you know, soaking his feet, this cool shot, and then Boomerang's at the door, and he's looking through the peephole, and he's all distorted in the fisheye mm-hmm. lens, you know? Boomerang, the killer who keeps coming back. It's so cool. And then, um, of course, the building blows up, and there's, there's uh, are these cops outside? Uh, no, yes, they're, they're government men who've been tipped off. So anyway, so this guy, we didn't mention this. So this guy is an informant for the FBI, right? Uh, yes. Or the, yeah, so he's a bad guy, but he was busted, and so he's agreed to be an informant, and so Boomerang has been sent there to kill him, but the government agents are still watching him, so they're waiting right outside when this building, or his apartment blows up. A great shot of them running up the stairs, then Boomerang actually throws one of his boomerangs, and it cuts the the guy's gun, gun in half, half, which is a really yeah. cool shot, Yeah. And then, uh, and then he cuts the stairway in half. Maybe a little ridiculous, but we'll forget. Yeah. It, right? yeah. And then this is the one thing I kind of forgot about this, but Boomerang does indeed have rockets on his feet, which is kind of weird. Doesn't we fit with his power? No, but, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So he, gets, so he flies away. Then we cut over to Peter Parker. And again, this is all feeling very Steve Ditko-esque to me. Yeah. And so, you know, his alarm is going off. He's waking up. Of course, it's Deborah Whitman on the phone, treats her like a piece of shit, hangs up. Um, no, he's not that bad. Um, but um, Right. But Com- compared yeah. to later on, he's not yeah, too compared bad. To later, No, he's not <laughs> too bad. But uh, then he also talks to, what's her name? Marcy Kane. Right. Who, we're not sure what's going on between those two.
1: Right. I'm, I Sorry, mean, we, we start <laughs> off, we actually start off with him realizing that it's... Uh, later in the afternoon and he's missed his classes. Right. Right. And that's what Deb is calling him about. And then um his uh like not his professor, his uh well, I think one of his professors, the the person who's Yeah, or is it the Dean? The, the dean, dean, maybe, right. Yeah. Uh so he's there also on the phone in the background with Deborah kind of uh uh caster cash blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> castrating? Castrating. Not castrating.
0: Um cast cast yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> ca- I thought it was castricizing. What is it?
0: No, no, I think I know which word you mean, but I'll have to Google. Yeah. It. But, but yeah. He, he
1: he's uh he's upset with Parker as well.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Um Marcy calls and then uh, and then after that the bugle calls and uh Uh, Joe Robertson is there and he's kind of (laughs) telling him that J. Jonah Jameson isn't in in too great of a mood. And then finally, immediately again, starts ringing and Peter Parker has had enough and he starts yelling. He goes, go ahead, ruin my day more, rain on my parade, see if I care. And it's (laughs) poor Aunt Aunt May. May. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I think this is such a great uh, way to show how Peter Parker is always down on his luck like literally everything is thrown on him in the matter of like 30 seconds and then it ends with him yelling at his Aunt May and then feeling so awful about it
0: yep so yeah of course yeah and then and
1: and then we 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 see him having to fix his suit from last issue when uh, Electro completely destroyed it so he's got to make a new suit and everything is just kind of building up all at once in this issue and i think it's great
0: right i agree yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's just pure peter parker so so yeah so then the next page he's swinging over the city and then we see a shot of the kingpin of crime watching him right um and again we have to remember the kingpin was originally a spider-man villain so yeah he's still concerned with spider-man he's still uh you know um kind of a spider-man is kind of a thorn in his side right and so 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 now he's um Confronting boomerang, so Boomerang's standing there with all these goons having their guns pointed at him, and he's um, chast- chastising him because he uh, he didn't. Is it because he didn't kill the guy?
1: No, it's because he got the guy. Uh, he got the guy killed. Right, he killed but, the guy, he didn't, but he and and Kingpin filled him with misinformation to bring to the FBI. Right,
0: he didn't want him to be killed, and now he's mad because a uh, boomerang went and did it without even asking Kingpin. That's right, why. so right.
1: he's he Kingpin is kind of mad that uh, Boomerang would do this without even consulting with with him first. So right. he he gives him a task, saying, "You can uh, you can join me if." you take down Spider Man. So come right. back come back to me when you take down Spider Man and then we'll talk. Right. So right. that's uh that's what sets Boomerang off and uh he's he's after Spider Man now. Right. Uh and then we jump back to Peter who uh is kind of dealing with everything from before, kind of coming back to him in real life. We see him run into Marcy Kane. And then uh, the dean again, Dr. Sloan, he comes over and uh, is saying that if he doesn't kind of clean up his act, he's not going to be able to be a professor anymore, a student student teacher. Um, and everything is kind of all building up around him. And there's this great shot where he's walking into the halls of school and he's kind of cast in shadow and these like ghostly images of all of his... Uh, his, his like family members and people in his life that are kind of uh, weighing down on him are kind of circling him right. and talking to him. It's really great.
0: Again, something Steve Ditko would definitely do is is have like a a sort of a vision of Spider Man or a vision of supporting characters floating around. It's great, right? You know?
1: And I mean, yeah, <clears throat> r- even right after that, we do get an actual vision of Spider Man, and right, right. it's kind of getting all in Peter's head, and he punches Spider Man, which. Completely bends and breaks his locker,
0: right? And this is where, so this is where Deborah <sighs> Whitman comes back, <laughs> right? In, and of course. You know, uh, Deborah. Peter, I heard a horrible crash. You all right, Deborah? I can't let her see what my spider strength did to this locker. It was or er nothing, Deb. I just couldn't get my locker open. And did you hurt your hand, Deb? The last thing I need right now is someone hovering over me like a den mother. But I didn't mean. I'm sorry, Peter. I only wanted to help. And then she runs away crying, of course.
1: Right. And he says something like, "I didn't. Oh, I didn't want to upset her, but that was the only way to get rid of her." Blast! Blast! It's like, oh, Blast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, Peter. <laughs> um but then yeah so this like half page panel afterwards is Mm. great i think uh we have uh peter in the in the center and he's casting this like red and orange light and shadow Mm -hmm. and uh we have all of these images around him and these faces around him while he's in school and uh there's a bunch of different like dialogue boxes like Mr. Parker you're wonderfully mm-hmm. unprepared in biophysics and <laughs> uh, like everybody's starting with Mr. Parker and it kind of just builds up around him and there's a bunch of bubbles by the end that are saying Mr. Parker and I can almost see this like I can mm-hmm. see everything kind of spinning around and, right. and, and like the constant like Mr. Parker Mr. Parker Mr. Parker right. you know what I mean like right, it, right, I can almost right. like hear it in different voices it's yeah. i think I think this um this panel really demonstrated and and uh was able to kind of get that across without having too much and too many panels and uh too many word right. bubbles either.
0: Right, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And then and then the next page we cut to a shot of him swinging over the city and we see boomerang standing behind oh, a sign. It is so awesome. It's man. so good. Yeah, I love this. Yeah,
1: it's like it's a full splash page. But mm-hmm. it it also is kind of divided up into two panels, almost like like not two panels, but two scenes, yeah, like, it's two... like two
0: images. Yeah, because the top one, yeah, it's two different scenes, but it's not divided by a panel. It's
1: right, really cool. Right. It's almost like the first the first half of it is from Boomerang's point of view, and then the second is from Spider Man's point of view, and it flips around the Daily Bugle sign.
0: It's really cool,
1: and yeah, it's it's really great.
0: Um, okay, so then,
1: sorry, what we're we gonna say. You know what? I just realized though, the Daily Bugle is is backwards when Boomerang is behind it, right? Because really? he's be- because he's behind the sign, right? Okay, yeah. B-U-E-G. But then when he's in, when it cuts Remember to that? him walking in front of it, it's backwards again. Wouldn't it oh, be Wouldn't it be front way? Yes. I didn't even notice that.
0: Good wait 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 or is that unless, the back oh unless no unless he swung he around swung
1: around okay yes okay so boomerang yeah. is just turned around okay okay that makes think, sense wait a minute is yeah that right? you know that is right because you can actually see the bars
0: okay, holding yep. up the
1: sign yeah okay
0: there you go yeah but the smart guy that ed hand got. yeah
1: a really great uh splash page i love this
0: yeah i agree so then, yeah. So then, uh, they're at it again. Uh, it's fisticuffs, They start fighting. It's again some really cool shots. Um, you know, that's it's like some nice gritty realism. Realism, like the woman with the carrying the shopping bags at the bottom of the panel, right? Right. And then running off. Like it's again, it just feels like a real city. Like those little details add to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, Peter Parker's spectacular Spider-Man is always a little bit grittier, always a little bit darker. Right.
1: I, I I think even like the the panel layout of all this is really great too because at that on that page you can see her walking right below Spider-Man as he's swinging. Yeah. The next page she's screaming and drops the bags and then the panel after that you see her actually running away and the bag is on the ground. Right. It's so right. great. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a great way to kind of like keep the layout the same by telling a story in the background and showing you where other characters are so you can kind of see how Spider-Man is swinging around it's really good
0: and you know what else? It's There's not a lot of detail on these buildings, but the important thing is, like you said, it's telling the story. There's only enough d- d- details that, to get that information across. It doesn't matter if you draw every brick in the building. What matters is you see where he's swinging, you see the woman reacting, Exactly. Ray, and you're flipping around perspective. It's really cool. And
1: I think that if there was too much detail on the building, we wouldn't be looking at Spider-Man.
0: Exactly. Right? Like right. The, the
1: boomerangs act as arrows as well. Like They're literally pointing to Spider-Man. His spider senses going off, which which all these lines coming off his head are pointing at him like everything like even the line of action of the boomerangs are swinging around and pointing at him like good point everything in this that in that first panel is like your your attention is supposed to be on Spider-Man as his spider senses are going off and he's swinging through the city. I think if you have too much going on with the buildings and too much detail in the background, like if they Mm -hmm. drew like a bunch of cars and like uh you know lines in the road. Like I think it would just distract and be too much behind right. that that it would take away from the fact that the focus is Spider-Man.
0: I agree. I agree. So
1: yeah, I I, I, I agree with you when you say uh that I think the simplicity of the buildings really works.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the thing is that I think a modern reader might look at this art and they might look at one individual panel and say well it doesn't really look that special right there's not much to it but it's it's just the overall the storytelling is so good and there's so much thought put into every right. panel i think you know
1: i i think that you may be right like it's i think it's a really well made panel but it's mm. not like amazing art that that that's blowing my mind it's right. it's the fact that the storytelling is so great in this panel. Like I right, think that's right, what right. makes it stand out to me. Is is exactly yeah. Not the art and not like the incredible attention to detail. It's the fact that right. everything works so well that your your eye is led through the panel and you know exactly what you're looking at and what's going on. And I think right. paired with the other panels, uh, they really lend themselves to each other and lend themselves to the, that storytelling.
0: Like a puzzle, right? Yeah, they all for sure. Together. For yep. sure. Yeah, so there's some great shots of them fighting on top of the roof. I love again, I got like this uh, this like gas pellet or whatever this is. It's it's just again, something Steve Ditko would probably do. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so cool. They're fighting on top of the building. Spider-Man falls and then, you know, he's he's uh he's got his web, but then uh what's his name? His bo- boomerang's boomerang cuts the web, but as far as I know, his web's supposed to be unbreakable. So, who knows? Maybe he's got extra strong boomerangs. R- I don't know. Right. But and then this is kind of funny because then J. Jonah Jameson sees what's going on and he wants a photographer to go out and start shooting it. But then he's like, cancel that last order, Miss Grant. They're no longer battling outside. So now, yeah, now Spider-Man and Boomerang are inside the Daily Bugle fighting. So it's kind of cool. And then we see this great shot of Lance Bannon with his camera, you know, kind of like hovering over Spider-Man as Spider-Man's sort of falling or, or, or flying by, right? And he's getting like a cool shot of him there. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then... And then it cuts to the outside of the bugle and we see boomerang being thrown out of the window. Right. And then right afterwards, it's almost the same panel and the camera, his camera comes flying out and the, the yeah. roll of the film is like being mm-hmm. flung out at the back. I think it's really funny.
0: I'm risking my life while he makes money taking pictures. And then yeah, it's like sorry, accidents will happen, you know, because Lance Bannon is Peter Parker's rival. Right, right so and I, really I cool. think he
1: even says afterwards uh, something about get yeah, I'll buy Bannon a new camera later. But now boomerang, it's just you and me again. So it's it, he, he, you definitely know that it was Peter kind of like uh-huh. getting back at him and making sure that uh, he's the main photographer of the Bugle. Right. So, right. Yeah.
0: So it's cool. So then, anyway, they keep fighting, and uh, and then the um, uh, some of kingpin kingpins thugs come back, and then Peter, um, and then basically they've got him cornered. They've got their guns pointed at him. And uh, cornered Peter,
1: boomerang in the, in the alley. Sorry, right?
0: Yeah, cornered boomerang, and then Spider Man actually throws boomerang. His boomerangs. It's kind of confusing right. to say that, but <laughs> yeah. So then boomerang uses his boomerangs to disarm these thugs. And then he assumes that Spider-Man is helping him. He's like, "I don't get it. Why'd Spider-Man toss me my boomerang if he meant to turn me in? He could have let Kingpin's goons kill me." And then the cops say, "Maybe he wanted the law to punish you, killer." And then Peter thinks that's one reason, but I also wanted to take this picture for the front page of tomorrow's Daily Bugle. Right. Lance, Lance Bennon, eat your heart out. <laughs> so that's and that's pretty much it. Right. And then we get a nice shot of the Kingpin, you know, watching from his uh, from his from his office right right so nice little wrap up there it's great
1: yeah i think it's it's a really great uh uh ending and like it, it is mm-hmm. a little bit abrupt like he he defeats the bad guy and then we kind of get a couple of panels where everything finishes up but i i really love spider-man swinging back through the city and then we kind of parallel earlier on with kingpin looking out and seeing spider-man swing i right. i think it's a really great way to end it
0: yeah um, me too
1: I also think that Boomerang is a really good uh, villain for this story because Boomerang's always come back and it kind of seems like a big focus of this issue was Peter Parker's problems and even when he tries to fix it, it always ends up. You know, it's, it's fixed for a while and everything seems fine, sure. but then it always kind of comes back to him and, and uh, everything kind of is broken again. So I think so it's a really fun theme. parallel to to the story that they're trying to tell with Peter as well. So
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so overall, another good issue yeah. of Sp- Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, I would definitely recommend this. Oh, for right sure.
1: There. Yeah. Um, on- yeah, actually... I think it, it's actually. Tr- I think it's hard for me to to decide which one I like better. With amazing or Peter uh, spectacular this, yeah. this week.
0: You're right. They're it's both like really that, good. The only difference is really the the tone. Like the the art of John Romita Jr. and Jim Mooney makes uh, amazing a kind of lighter. Right. I think. Right. And brighter and more fun. And this, uh, spectacular art by Ed Hannigan and Al Milgram is a little bit darker.
1: Right. Me. I mean, even the story I feel like is a little bit darker in this right. one. Like juggernaut, we, we have him kind of, uh, destroying a bunch of stuff and he's unstoppable. He's rampaging through the city while Peter Parker's kind of sent on this mad goose chase. Getting right. calls everywhere he stops from Madam Web. And then with this one, it's a little bit more darker. We have Boomerang getting mixed in with like Kingpin's Mafia and the right. the police getting involved. And Peter Parker has some, you know, like a, a lot of issues with this one. Um, there's like a, a couple of murders that happen. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more serious, I think. Yeah. So definitely different tones. And, and they're, I think that they're good for their own reasons. Right, but and
0: I, and I think that ama- the amazing um, issues are more like the John Romita Sr. era of Amazing Spider-Man in the 60s, right. and the Spectacular is more like the Steve Ditko era. Yeah, I that's agree. how I see it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So another good month of Spider-Man. Once again, two out of three. Right. Oh uh, yeah. The Marvel team-up was a little bit better, but still not great. So we're not going to recommend yeah. that one. <laughs> Um, But yeah, definitely a good era of Spider-Man. If you want to get in, if you love Spider-Man, but you find the 60s stuff a little bit too dated, then I would definitely recommend the era that we are covering in this podcast. For sure. Spider-Cast. Yeah. So you can take it from here, Josh. Yeah.
1: um, You guys can catch us over at the Comic Book Syndicate on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher
0: yes yeah, stitcher, stitcher? Okay. twitter youtube facebook right
1: and, uh, if, if you want to find us on twitter our uh twitter at is at comic syndicate that's
0: right so that's all comic books
1: yes um we'd love to hear back from you guys and we want to know what you guys think about the episodes and the issues that we're reading so we definitely want to keep that conversation going so hit us up there
0: that's right. So, a new episode of Here Comes the Spider Cast drops every Monday from Comic Book Syndicate. So, until next Monday, this has been Here Comes the Spider Cast.